And welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave. Dave Stevens. I'm Tony Peranzi. Missing two guys. Oh, Connor had to do homework tonight because he's, he's in college. Uh, so that's fair enough. And I think he also missed because he didn't want to talk about his second place performance in the one to ten uh, you know, trivia we did with the with Sam from Pot on the Loons. Well, I think great. Was, we can we we can just talk about our third and fourth place finishes then. Yeah, I can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. And uh David's not here because uh as I sent him a text saying, Hey, just log on. He sent a text saying, I completely forgot. I'm not available. Face palm. So he totally blanked this whole day out, which is not surprising. He lives in the lap of luxury down in Florida. They have so many Florida things they're doing, drinking on the driveways. He's, you know, he's probably on a jet ski right now or something like that. Jet Whatever ski, those people you know, do. Sipping martinis on his yacht. I don't know what the fuck they do down there. We are, of course, in the midst of a winter storm with the rain and the sleet and the snow and the everything just like the storm has been like crazy right just nuts oh yeah yeah and it, it, well it has and just it's un, it's always unusual like i was driving home tonight from work from the office and uh you know it, it was 36 degrees which i guess is you know nice for uh, december 14th but as we record but yeah i mean it's uh, it's wild to get this kind of weather it was hard rain too so in the, in the morning we had mixed snow and precipitation and yeah it's just and who knows what we'll get overnight so yeah, yep. here we are. Expect the unexpected. We'll see what happens. Here we are. And, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, like I said, mentioned, we had done the uh, trivia with Pot on New Loons with Sam. Uh, that is available uh, in case people don't listen to Pot on New Loons. That's available on their podcast page. Uh, Sam did a fantastic job doing the whole trivia thing. Uh, David and uh, Connor did, did great jobs in trivia. Dave, you did a fairly decent job respectable third place but third place nonetheless i did a shitty job because it was all soccer related and when you start talking about european soccer and stuff i just kind of what? well you know you know cr- cr- credit to uh credit to sam because he people he put together some really interesting questions and it wasn't just soccer it wasn't your loons trivia i mean there was a little loons mm-hmm. trivia in there but uh, it was some you know fairly obscure you know kind of references going back a number of years and so, you know, obviously our focus is mainly on the MLS and maybe in my case, a little uh, Premier League, but uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, but the, the funny, what I love most about it was the fact that there was several times I could tell all of us kind of felt this way, but certain questions that you think you should have an answer to, you just, yeah. you, you're, when you're put on the spot, your mind just tends to, or at least in my case, just tend, you tend to go blank. And then when you hear some of the answers, you're like, oh yeah, of course. Like, Holy course, shit. Yeah. Think. Right. It's just funny how your mind can just blank out on you. And that definitely happened to to all of us, I think. So I I think it'd be fun to do with general knowledge type questions, just because you get some really interesting questions and some really interesting answers out of that. Um, Like I said, soccer is just it's it's tough to, you know, Europa League and all other stuff like, holy shit, man, I don't even. I mean, I watch some of it, but I don't like get into it as much as everybody else well, does. So yeah, and, yeah, and for me personally, it was like, well, and I didn't even get that question right, but without getting into specifics, but it's like, yeah, I might be able to recall last year's, you know, Europa League final. Maybe I can't, but you know, then you go back two or three years, and boy, just yeah, good luck with that. So, but it was fun. So yeah, it's yeah. you know, I just it's uh, pot on your loons. It's episode 
uh, 118 if you if anybody wants to go back and have a listen and I would recommend it go back and listen and you can either just listen and maybe laugh at us me and Tony or you can kind of try and play along and see how if you do any uh, if you do better than us so yeah it'd be fun so feel free, feel free to laugh feel free to laugh directly at me for my stupid answers feel free <laughs> put myself out there it's it is what it is yeah. um no, it was it fun. Is, glad we did it yeah very good, good times it is Wednesday. Jesus. You know, we've been doing this pod. We did podcast Tuesdays. We usually do Sundays. Now it's Wednesday. I, I can see why David was off today. Yeah. But, I, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm a little slack because yeah. now over yeah. the last, uh, what, couple months, I'm starting to think it's Sunday because this is when we would normally record. But yeah. Uh, no. So it's Wednesday and we're both drinking beer uh, as we do in this podcast. Uh, I'll go first uh, since there's only two of us today. Uh, I have uh, something from uh, Blacklist up in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. And actually, it's I picked this today for a reason. And that is because Duluth and the North Shore is getting bombed with snow hmm. in this snowstorm. They are going to get like Duluth's going to get like two feet. Grand Marais is going to get like three feet of snow. Wow. And it's all that lake effect shit going on up there. So I thought, why not go with Blacklist from Duluth? I have their ODB, which is their uh, Or de Belgique, which is their uh, golden ale. It's a Belgian golden ale, uh, 7.5%. So it's uh, it's pretty up there. Uh, and it's it, it's good. It's not a, uh, it, it's definitely not a slammer. It's got some uh, tropical fruit flavors in it. Uh, and uh, let's see, it's a sweet, multi, fruity, floral, and light beer. They have a little... Actually, have a little thing on the bottom. You can't see this, but it's kind of a little mm. chart that shows what it is. So, uh, all in all, I think I've had this on the podcast. Maybe had this on the podcast before. I'm not sure, but uh, it's tough to say if I've had it or not because, frankly, we've had so many damn beers on this podcast. It's like, yeah. holy shit. So yeah, blacklist up in uh, Duluth. Uh, good beer. So, uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I suppose we're up to uh, podcast 154. So yeah, we have had a few beers on this podcast. There's no doubt about that. I I got something. I on the way home from work tonight, I stopped. I stopped at the liquor store, so kind of North Metro up in Champlin. So I got something I don't usually see just because of where I live. But I got a beer from Invictus again, one of our favorites. And uh, I think our last podcast, not on Pod of Loons, but our last podcast, I had a milk stout as well. This time. I try because it's just tis the season. It's uh, I don't know. It just feels like a winter beer to me. But uh, I don't know that I've had a, a milk stout from Invictus before. So this was kind of um, a treat. And it was kind of surprising, too, because it is it surprised me when I saw it. I had to take a double take. I, it, you, it reminded me of, of a beer that I've had from Blackstack. So this is Invictus um, Invictus milk stout, but it's the well, Pearson's the, Pearson's not nut goody. goody. Yeah. Yeah. Milk stout. So I know that. Blackstack did did do something similar. I know they did something with that salted uh, mm -hmm. nut roll, if not the nut goodie as well. But this one's from Invictus, and uh, it is. I thought it was going to just, you know, obviously they got a fairly heavy rotation up there, so they've got new beers going in and out of there all the time. Obviously, I believe this is one of the new ones. In fact, on the can it says it was my particular cans that I bought were canned on the twenty eighth of November, so just a, just a couple of weeks ago as we record. So yeah, it must be a fairly new batch, new fresh beer from them and it is good i i was i before i even took my first sip i just had to jump on their website and look and read look at their current rotation and see if it is and it is currently available on tap up there in blaine and uh it in addition to the nut goody uh the nut goody clusters 
which they say they use a hundred pounds in this, in this patch. So they, on top of that, then they toss in a bag of lactose, hence the milk stout part of the uh, stout. And then they finish with uh, 15 gallons of liquid liquefied cocoa nibs and 10 gallons of local maple syrup. So I read that. And then I was thinking, oh boy, this is going to be a little too sweet. This is a uh, dessert beer, but you know what? It, it, it's not overpoweringly sweet. I was actually pleasantly surprised. So, and it, I can definitely taste the lactose coming through. So it's your, it does taste like a typical, you know, chocolate milk stout. So yeah, it's delicious. And most of their beers are good. And that's why they are definitely one of our faves up there. Blaine. They, uh, I think, was it tin whiskers, which is not around anymore. They used to have the kind of Pearson's. Oh, did uh, I mix stuff. that up? Yeah, oh, I yeah. think you mixed it up. It was Tin Whiskers, which, which is not around anymore. They had the nut goodie. They also had a, a salted nut roll one. Okay, you're right. And so right. they had that. And now I think Invictus has kind of taken over that kind of uh, oh. partner, partnership with them uh, okay. to do that. So I've seen some people online on uh, some beer advocates and places like that who said that this nut goodie was not as good as the Tin Whiskers nut goodie. Okay. But again, it's kind of hard to compare when you probably had your last tin whiskers nut goodie like two years ago and now you have a new one so yeah oh i'm glad you uh corrected me on that because yeah i knew i i knew it was so i was like wait a minute doesn't black sack do it but no of course okay tin whiskers that makes a a lot more sense and it kind of yeah helps explain why invictus is now doing it you're right probably i have had tin whiskers version of the nut Mm -hmm. goodie uh but yeah you're right it's probably two years ago and so i it, it, it's not like i'm doing a taste test here I, I mean, I can say that this one doesn't disappoint. It might be like a 1A and 1B. And, you know, yeah. if, if you had them side by side, maybe you'd be a little more particular to one over the other. But if you were a fan of that from Tin Whiskers, I, I can assure you, you'll like this. It's, it's, a, it's a good good beer, good milk stout. So. Speaking of breweries in St. Paul, I wanted to mention this. I just remembered this now. Uh, there's going to be a new brewery uh, in St. Paul in, uh, I think, Lower Town. It will is taking over the 12 eyes space, which I never think I don't think we even went there or even had their beers. Don't so, think so. No. uh, new breweries on tap. It's uh, the owner head brewer Josh Sakar hopes to launch Gambit Brewing in mid January on the lower level of the historic Pioneer Edicott building, uh, located at 140, 141 Fourth Street East. Uh, it's a turnkey tap room and brewery space, and uh. Gamut is already brewing beer and plans to offer a wider variety than dial in the tap list once there's a better space what guests want. Production will be quite small, at least to start estimates around 700 barrels in the first year with some off-premise sales from the tap room and limited distribution. Hmm. Uh, he was the, he got started as a home brewer and helmed Bobtown Brewery in Roberts, Wisconsin as the head brewer for their first three years. So yeah, so uh local guy or a, guy from wisconsin coming in to start his own brewery and uh, we've seen that before so um yeah so it should be good we'll, we'll see how how they work out down there so that'll be a gambit brewing in uh, lower town so yeah that's a that's, yeah. A, that's a definitely a cool area for a brewery of course we've, mm-hmm. we've seen that doesn't just because you're in a cool area doesn't mean you'll make it but uh yeah if you're gonna try and make it that's a great spot so all right so Let's move on to World Cup talk, Dave, because that's what sure. we're doing this podcast on Wednesday for, is to talk about the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, so the quarterfinals, four, four matches. Uh, two of the matches went down as kind of they were supposed to, I think. 
and two of the other ones did not. So yes. <clears throat> let's let's talk about the two that went down the, the way they're supposed to. Let's start with uh, Netherlands versus Argentina. Uh, that game uh, ended up in regulation overtime in a two-two draw, and then Argentina pulled out with uh, in penalty kicks four to three. So I think most people agree that Argentina was going to move on, uh, even though they had a little problem with the Netherlands. Yeah, and I mean, other outside of the outside of the France England game uh, that we'll get to uh, quarterfinal, this was probably you know at least in my opinion the most my most anticipated matchup other than the France England matchup, just because you we you had a good Netherlands team they'd played good throughout the tournament, obviously beat the U.S. Um, then to head up against Argentina, so yeah, I this was I was kind of excited for this one, and as, as it turned out, as we're looking at you know the two games on Friday were kind of the games that maybe turned out. Well, I shouldn't say you had one of each, but the great thing about these games on Friday that both both of the games actually went to, you know, all the way through extra time then went into the penalty kick shootout. This game, you know, Messi had a uh, he had a penalty. He had a goal in this one, his fourth at the time. It was a penalty kick goal, but a goal nevertheless. And um, and this was just interest. This was an interesting game because, yeah, what I mean, Argentina got up two nil, you know, look comfortable. Looked pretty good. I, I mean, I did have the chance to watch watch this game, although it's been a little while now. A few games ago, you kind of figured all the details, but uh, they got up two 0 only to see only to see the Netherlands score mm-hmm. late in the eighty third minute, and then score very late, if you remember. Mm-hmm. So it was um, well very late in normal time. It was actually added time. It got all the way to the hundredth minute, basically. So mm-hmm. there was. And I think it was on a on a crazy beautiful set piece that actually they went through the wall. If you remember right, it was mm-hmm. it was a kind of a fantastic free kick. And it, it was basically the last kick. Not basically, it was the last kick of the game. W- could have been the last kick of the game, but Netherlands ended up tying it up at the end of added time to force it into extra time. No, no scoring in that uh, extra time, and then it got to the PK where Argentina did. Uh, advance four three, so that that was it. Turned into a good game. What looked like a game that Argentina might cruise to a two three nil victory turned into something very interesting. So that was kind of fun to watch. Um, uh, the other quarterfinal that went pretty much the way that people thought it was going to be was the France England matchup, which uh, Dave well, myself and well, I think I think both I only I hesitate I hesitate. Yeah, France was a favorite. They weren't a heavy favorite though. So, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of looked at that. I know I did. I kind of looked at it as a coin toss. I, I you know, maybe picked France to win that, but yeah, I, I'll go with that because yeah, the favorite won. So that's fair, but it was, a, uh, it was closer. you, you and I and, and Connor uh, watched it at uh, Dave and Buster's in Maple Grove yeah. uh, with a bunch of, well, no, that I really wasn't. I mean, were there like 20 people maybe watching the game? Yeah, it was crowded. It was a crowded, you know, Saturday afternoon at Dave and Buster's, which is not surprising um, yeah. indoors in December. But it was I was blown away. First of all, I had not been in Dave and Buster's for a while. We talked about this, but certainly not since they made the uh, renovations that they made to. Yeah. And you, you had told me, oh, they've got some big screens. It'll be a good place to watch the game. I'm like, OK, that's great. Walked in the door. Just couldn't believe it. Wow. I mean, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, the screens were massive wall walls, you know, taking up the whole wall, huge screens, great place. In addition to the TVs at the bar, uh, they turned the audio up uh, in the bar area at least. So that was kind of nice. Um, yeah. Fantastic place to watch a game. And it w- so you're right. Th- uh, th- there were not, it was not, you know, it's not a soccer bar, obviously. And uh, no. 
but it, but it, you can call it a sports bar up front there for sure, especially with their new renovations. It certainly is. And uh, it was fun. Uh, but yeah, like Tony, what we there were a handful of uh, what Irish soccer fans watching the game. Uh, and of course, they're cheering for France. Yeah. And cheering for uh, any team playing England is what I think they Pretty said. Much. Yeah. They yeah. were definitely France fans on that day. So, yep. But what a game. Yeah. Um, that game did not disappoint. Um, what France got up uh, early, fairly early, 17th minute, 18th mm-hmm. minute. And yep. then I think got up. Did they get up 2 0? I can't remember. I think they did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, as well. No, I'm sorry. They didn't. It wasn't up. To, I, I couldn't. I forgot the order that they got up early in the 17th minute. And then Harry Kane, uh, it was one nil at a half, but then Harry Kane in the 54th minute, uh, scored on a penalty kick. And right. then, right. so that set up kind of a frantic finish. You know, it was a good game. I mean, England can had mm-hmm. the possession. They had more shots on target at points in that game. I mean, England looked like they were the better team. And in fact, I mean, I think France's goal at the time, their first goal, I should say, was against the run of play. I mean, England came out looking very impressive. So it was a very entertaining game. It was, you know, back and forth. Both teams had opportunities. It was a well-played game, I thought, by both sides. Mm -hmm. And then the finish. My goodness, Mm -hmm. the finish. So Olivier Mm -hmm. Giroud Giroud scored a massive goal for France to put them up 2-1 in the 78th minute. You know, what? You got 15 minutes to, you know, to see this one through if you're France, but uh, boy, England, not for lack of effort. And then for it to come down, of course, I think in the 85th minute, wasn't it where yeah. uh, France committed another foul inside the box and setting up Harry Kane for another yes. penalty kick moment in a quarter final of the set of the world cup. And I'm sure everybody knows, or most soccer fans would know that, in, you know, in scoring his first goal in the 54th minute, Harry Kane uh, beat, was uh, tied um, tied England's record for you know he became tied for England's all-time leading goal scorer. Um, so talk about pressure. You know, not only is this a court five minutes remaining in a quarterfinal of this uh, World Cup game, but you uh, you you have to know in the back of your head that this is for all the marbles. You know, you can take over yep. the lead. England's all-time goal scorer. So, yep. boy, but hey, oh, three points <laughs> way over the yep. crossbar. Way over. I, yep. I mean, I, I it just blew in, in my like I, I'm fairly neutral on in this one. I, I don't know. Some people wouldn't be, but I, I was fairly neutral, other than the fact that I had picked France in my bracket. So I had a little bit um a little bit on that side. But I just in my mind, I just assumed that uh, you know, he would he would become England's leading goal scorer, passing uh, Wayne Rooney, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. it was not to be. I can't nope. imagine that moment for all. Nope. For all of England and their fans, just devastating. And just not to even put it on target. Oh, boy. Well, that game ends, of course. Harry Kane misses that shot. Game ends. Uh, France moves on. Uh, England is another. I mean, this, pro- this game will probably go down in English history as the one they could have had. But they didn't. And uh, that's that. And there's always uh, four years from now, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, the other two games that were the upsets, uh, first and foremost, Croatia versus Brazil. That game, 1-1, tied, uh, went to penalty kicks. Croatia wins it 4-2 on penalty kicks. Brazil could not hit shots on penalty kicks. I don't know what the frick is going on wow. this this damn cup with the penalty kick situation. With and teams... 
with teams that should be good at penalty kicks. Yeah. And, and for, you know, unfortunately for Brazil, Neymar never even got an opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. to kick a PK because mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't remember the, the last taker, the fourth shot for Brazil, mm-hmm. but it was the yep. fourth, it was miss clanked off the, the yep. post. Clanked it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Neymar didn't even get a chance. I mean, with, nope. with the fifth goal and that game though was, I mean, boy, and I, this was another one on Friday. So both the Friday games went into extra time penalty kicks and this game was this was you know it was croatia being croatia because they you know obviously they're in the final of last uh, last year the last world cup and they they had made a run to the you know to the quarterfinals here croatia did and they, they just have a they they still we should mention it's they still have a hundred percent conversion rate on their penalty kicks in world right. cups now granted they've only been in the world cup uh i think their first was 1998 but they've been in a few, obviously they had to do it uh, in this world cup, I believe against Japan, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a frustrating team to play because yeah. they Brazil statistically dominated mm-hmm. the, 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 the game. I mean, they, they, I wouldn't say they controlled possession, but they had probably the most dangerous opportunities. They had far more shots, far more shots on target. Um, in fact, you know, Croatia's only shot on target was the goal. And so Croatia had one shot on target and it, and they scored. And then that's, you know, this is a cruel game, but the, the thing that sticks out to me is this. So somehow this game, like I said, I Brazil played good and dominated the game. You'd think uh, if you're just looking at the box score, but Neymar did get his magic moment. And this was fun to watch because it went zero, zero into extra time. Another 30 minutes, of course. And Neymar scored right at the end of the first half of extra time. And it was a beautiful goal. I mean, it was Neymar doing Neymar things, just amazing. But I will say this, it, Brazil took this one for granted. They, as far as they were concerned, and, you know, why, why not? Uh, at this point into the game, halfway through extra time, Croatia hadn't even had a shot on goal. So they were already celebrating, and you could tell, and they took it for granted. And I know a lot of people were screaming, you know, at times they, 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 they didn't, parked the bus to say the least they didn't play a five uh five man back you know backfield they they uh they just continued playing the game they they yep. didn't really try and shut things down and you mm-hmm. could just tell that they already you and it was crazy the 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 broadcast if you're watching the broadcast like i was they were just all they were doing in that second second half of extra time was flashing around the crowd showing brazil fans just celebrating like the game's over and then what happens in the 117th minute? Dude, <laughs> you know, Croatia. I can't. Croatia I can't ties believe it that up. shit. I can't believe it. It's, it's like Croatia, like the comeback kids, just the guys who hang around, hang around. And this is the problem. If, if teams like that who just hang around, hang around, they always come back to kick you in the ass. They always come back. And we talked about this on with the loons before, not putting teams away. And then mm-hmm. having that team come back and either tie it or win a game. And this is what happened with Brazil. They didn't put the team away in regular time. Right. They got to overtime, got their one goal, thought, hey, we got our goal. Now Croatia is dead. It and was guess what? They're not dead. No, and they came back. And it was just so evident that they felt like they were already winners, you know, once mm-hmm. they got their goal. And a great goal it was, but it wasn't enough. And, you know, because they got – they. I think they were confident even getting into ex, you know extra time, but they they couldn't again couldn't manage you know another goal and it had to go into penalties and and like I said Croatia hundred percent conversion that continues. 
you know, that it's just, it's remarkable really. So, Hey, like you said, it so comeback get, kids pretty wild. So we get Brazil with the loss. We get Croatia moving on. And the final game we talk about is Morocco versus Portugal. Now Morocco has kind of been, I don't know, through the first couple, I mean, through the group stage now into the last, the, wow. the uh, round of 16 has kind of been the Cinderella of the ball. I think their, their beating of Spain on penalty mm-hmm. kicks was outstanding. And then they go against Portugal and you're like, well, this is where the, the shoe falls off. This is where Portugal says, Hey, you're done. We're not, we're not taking you for granted. We're going to, we're going to kick your ass. That didn't yeah. freaking happen at all. That no, did not it happen. Did not. It did not. And this was, yeah, this was again watched at home before we went to watch the France England game. And yeah. And say, I mean, wow. Did I get, I messed this group up Morocco winning their group. You know, they mm-hmm. beat Belgium in route. They built beat Canada. I think they drew against Croatia, but yep. yeah. So they came out of the group winning the group. But then they have then all just, you win the group only to have to play Spain. Well, you, somehow they bounce through that. They, they you know they get that one. Then yeah, okay, and that that that's a fairy tale enough. But then you get here to play Portugal, and um, boy, uh, I had not apparently I had not watched a lot of the Morocco games, but they they are a feisty team. Boy, they, it's no fluke that they beat Portugal. It is no fluke. I mean, they scored a quality goal. Um, you know, they didn't have a lot of, uh, attempts on goal on the frame, but, uh, man, you know, when, you know, they, they got their goals in the first half and I, I was watching this game. I still thought though, because Portugal had plenty of moments of quality. They had plenty of possession, three quarters, basically the possession. I still thought sitting there watching the game before I was going to, you know, head out up Dave and Buster's for France. England. I still, I just thought it was a matter of time, but the way that Morocco was defending, you talk about scoring a goal and then then hanging in there and parking the bus and playing tough. Yeah. Boy, that's what they did. I mean, Portugal had some opportunities that they probably felt that they should have done better with. Um, uh, But boy, I mean, credit Morocco here. It was, like I said, it was no fluke. They played extremely well to hold that one off and finish it and become the first uh, African nation to reach the semifinals. So that's, that was crazy. Incredibly impressive performance, not in that just not in that game, but to get to the semifinal in all of their uh, five matches to that point was, was just really remarkable. And so, so we move yeah. on to semifinals, and we had the matchup yesterday, Argentina and Croatia, which was anticlimactic. Uh, Argentina really three to zero, and uh, it just seemed like Croatia, all that pluckiness kind of hmm. either went out the window or what, or Argentina said, look, look at the games that Croatia's played. We need to put these guys away and just step on them and, and don't let them come back. And that's what Argentina did in this match. They just yeah. dominated. Yeah. Unfortunately I was at work. So I, and I had, I, I was only able to like kind of half watch uh, parts of this game. Uh, but I think you're right. I think it was Croatia, maybe throwing this one away a little bit, maybe not, being as technically sound as they had been making a few more mistakes than we had seen this Croatian team make in the last two world cups up until this point, basically. Um, yeah. A couple of things that I want to say that I did see is uh, Messi scores his fifth goal of the tournament. He's still, he's currently still tied for the, for with most goals scored, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think so. yeah, he's got- with Mbappe. And, yep. And remember now uh, Messi has announced that this will be his last world cup. Yeah, and he's so, 37, I believe. So, I mean, the math yeah. 
that makes sense. But I, I will say this was just in addition to, you know, another goal scored penalty kick, but this was what a classic messy game from, you know, I was able to go back and kind of rewatch uh, parts of the game on FS1 later that night. Um, just last night, actually. And uh, boy, and his assist that he had to Julian Alvarez uh, yep. for leading to the second goal, I believe. Could be wrong on that, but uh, his assist basically taking down the right flank, um, beating a very young but solid defender from Croatia who's ha- who had a, up until that point a real good World Cup, but it was messy. He was messy, messy being messy, and it was just an unbelievable mm-hmm. dribbling mm-hmm. Up, the, up the flank and then just to, to go right around. He basically twisted that guy into a pretzel, got just a tremendous assist pass into the box to, to Alvarez. And wow, it was, it was a great game for Messi. And just, I think if you're a fan of soccer, you're kind of happy for Messi to have that moment, just a brilliant game to get his team into the final of the world cup again. And it's just, I think as a soccer fan, it was just awesome to watch. Um, So yeah, Argentina moves on. Today's matchup was France versus Morocco. And again, France, the defending champions, uh, took it to Morocco and said, hey, we're not going to let the Cinderella story go on any much longer. We're just going to take you out. They did that today. And uh, and hats off to Morocco for making as far as they did. Uh, And I think that really uh, what Morocco did, and even what Ghana did, um, shows you that African teams in the next World Cup you can't like just discount these teams anymore. I mean, they, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the next world cup and, and, and Morocco proved that uh, getting in the semifinals, but yeah, I, France I got think, the victory. Yep. The only thing I, I'll say is this, it, this game could have been different. Now I got to watch a good part of it. Cause I kind of made sure I was like the first half was going to be over my lunch break and all that. Mm-hmm. So I did get to watch this and I'll say this Morocco. I mean, I, I was expecting realistically, you know, maybe my heart was rooting for Morocco. It'd be cool to see that Cinderella story continue. But I mean, uh, I really thought France was going to win this game maybe by three, four, five goals. I I couldn't decide, but I thought it was just going to be completely one-sided and it really wasn't. And Morocco played well. If you look at the whole game, they Mm -hmm. played fairly well. The, The killer the killer, killer, killer was France got a very, very early goal, basically before five, the, five minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a killer. And because, you know, they got their second goal. They didn't get their second goal until the 80th minute, 79th, mm-hmm. minute, I guess, but until very late. So I just wonder this game because Morocco had some opportunities. They had more opportunities than I thought they were ever going to have in this game to score goals. They had some tremendously close chances. There was a bicycle kick that required a diving save. And I think the goalkeeper pushed it off the post. Um, and then it went back out of play, but there was, that was just the most remarkable uh, chance that Morocco had, but the Morocco, other than that, Morocco had some good opportunities, close near chances, full chances, half chances. They've had, they had more, uh, more of the ball than I thought they would honestly. And so if they, if France didn't get that first such early goal, Mm, this game actually mm-hmm. it could have turned out differently, and that's remarkable. But end of the day, it's two 0 in France, and it looks comfortable, but it it wasn't as comfortable as I thought it would be for France. So, well, France scored the early goal, held on, and then scored a nice one at the, uh, towards the end there, and yeah. that's that. That's what that's what champions do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 keep it close, and then they put teams away. Yeah, so um, another yeah. So I mean, that's the other 
that's another story, you know, obviously, you know, Morocco just getting to the semifinal for the first, you know, mm-hmm. first time for an African nation, but now France becomes the first team to appear in back-to-back finals since um, Brazil, I believe. O two Brazil in O two and the first European country. Yep. Uh, 2002. 2000. Uh, yeah. 98 and 2002 Brazil was in, they, you know, they lost and won yeah. against Germany in 2002. Uh, First European country to do so since Germany in 1990. Mm. Uh, and France has reached the World Cup final for a fourth time all since 98. So 98, 2006, 2018, and 2022, they have reached the final. So they have been on a hot streak, if you want to call it that, in the World Cup. I, I'd call it that. Um, they will play Argentina on yes. Sunday at 9 a.m. Of course, the third place game, Croatia and Morocco. Saturday at 9 a.m. So uh, this Argentina-France game should be a huge, huge game. Uh, yeah. Messi's final game in the World Cup. Uh, France trying to make it back-to-back uh, World Cups. I mean, yeah. A lot of what more do you want? There, so. I mean, you got star power. You got Mbappe mm-hmm. and, and, and Messi. You got mm-hmm. Argentina-France. You know, it's you look back, you know, you look at all the World Cups, you know, and it's France and Argentina and Brazil and Germany. I mean, there's only – a handful of teams that make these finals and but bottom line is though this is this is the this is going to be the box office draw this is i you know when i looked at it you know i i I like an underdog story but quite frankly you know knowing who we had in the semifinals this was a matchup that i was kind of hoping for from you know you know stars align and on paper it 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 makes for it should be a tremendously entertaining game and i'm looking forward to it very much so that's awesome. uh, yeah, the early, the early uh, game. Well, not that early, nine o'clock central time. But uh, yeah, I'd be looking forward to that. And, uh, we will not talk about that game uh, for another probably week and a half. Uh, after we'll talk about that game probably a week after it's over, uh, because we're gonna take a break from the podcast for at least a week and a half uh, until I'm in Mexico, so I can we can do a podcast on Mexico and help talk about this championship game. And hopefully talk about some more loon signings, which we did pivoting to loons. Mm-hmm. Now we did sign a player, uh, uh, Zarek Valentin. Uh, he is a fullback, add some depth to the team. Uh, MLB, MLS, MLB, MLS veteran. Uh, yes, played yeah, for Houston Dynamo for the past three years. I think he. Who else did he play for, Dave? It was uh, Portland before that. And so, okay. yeah, I think I think the MLS veteran tag that we like to apply and we've seen many of those pass through here in the past few years definitely applies because he's he's played uh well he started more than 80 mls games so and i think i think yeah he like you said he tony's a fullback i think he mainly played right back i haven't seen i haven't gone back to look at yep he's a right back with flexibility also played left back so he's got that flexible playing either back positions uh which is nice and that is nice too. We, you know, because we've seen in just just this past year and years past, we the depth is much, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. He's yeah, he's a Puerto Rican international. I um, let's see, I think he's made he has four caps for Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. and he, so yeah, that that you know that'll be interesting. But yeah, plenty of experience in in MLS. I think uh, you know it's not a splash signing for the for the loons, obviously, but uh, one that they you know they certainly needed to make probably so so yeah and they uh in that so that was that one uh he kind of replaces uh another mls uh veteran uh o'neill fisher who had his contract declined option mm-hmm. declined so 
O'Neill's out. Valentin comes in and kind of take his place, kind of be that guy. There is one more guy we did sign. Mm. Uh, this was, I think, like two days ago. This mm-hmm. was Doniel Henry. Uh, this is another is a center back uh, from the end of the year waivers. Oh. He's a Canadian national team guy. Uh, he split time with Tor- Toronto and Los Angeles FC last season, appearing in 11 games. Uh, he started his career with the Reds who were playing in England, Denmark, South Korea, and elsewhere in MLS. He's uh, 30 years old. And uh, yeah, so he'll be uh, be the center back, kind of a backup to the center back position, which means that you've got current starters Boxel and Kalman technically is your, your starter because we don't have, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Debassi. Is not it's still injured, I believe. He's working his way back. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cause so he, yeah, you know, I should have I, I forgot. I as soon as you mentioned the name, I remembered, but uh, yeah, he was actually part of the, the Canada's he was on Canada's uh 2020 World Cup team. So at least on the roster. Didn't have a chance to go back to see if he uh started any of the games, but uh that that's certainly saying something. So well, that's two that's, Canadian internationals on our roster right. now. So that's three veterans we picked up that kind of fill backup needs, kind of backfill the roster after, you know, losing some guys to free agency or having contracts not picked up. So this is what MLS teams do. They, you know, regurgitate guys around the league and, you know, same thing with baseball and football and basketball, mm-hmm. same deal, hockey, everybody does that. So, um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, before we get out of here, because we really have nothing else to talk about other than the weather, but we don't want to do that. Uh, I do have one funny story to talk about, and I wish the other guys were here to talk about it because it is interesting to say the least. Uh, it's from Germany. Uh, so Johnny, Johnny listening, he'll be happy about this. Uh, police in Western Germany are, are appealing for help in cracking a, a potentially very cold case. Authorities say about 60 containers of bull sperm were oh. stolen from a farm in the town of Olfen which is 90 kilometers northeast of Cologne, uh, late Monday or Tuesday. This was last week. Uh, police said in a statement Wednesday that while it's unclear how the rustle happened, the precious cargo needs to be supercooled with liquid nitrogen at negative 196 degrees Celsius or 300, negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit so it isn't spoiled. They are seeking tips from the public that might lead to the recovery of the sperm, which was intended for artificial insemination. So somebody stole a bunch of bull semen. The containers out of a truck, basically. I guess, yeah. It was, yeah. In the freezing units. I mean, I don't. I've never heard of somebody stealing bull sperm, but Jesus. No, it's a very, yeah, it's a very specific product. Yeah, and either you have some significant uses for it. Maybe there's a rival. Um, I don't even know what the word would be, but who knows? I don't even I mean, know how much. I mean, I, they don't say how much the shit goes for. I'm sure it's not cheap. I'm sure it's like, you know, to like get bull semen is probably not a uh, easy thing to do. It's a, not an easy job. No, nor not an easy a job, job that most people would want. And, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the price has to be high for that reason alone. Mm-hmm. It has to be, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not, maybe it's not gold here or anything like that, but boy. Well, it could be close. I mean, I, I it know. could I'm, be, I'm, who knows? It could be more. Actually, it could be based on weight. It could be way more for all I know. So. Let's, let's take a look here. Uh, 75 bucks a unit. Oh, a batch of it sold for 67,000 at auction. I mean, there, I, I guess, 
Oh yeah. The bull here in uh, England whose semen was worth three thousand dollars. Uh, it had that. So yeah, a dose, which I don't even know how much they steal. They stole uh, sixty containers. So maybe a container is a dose. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. That's pretty. That, that must be an inside job. I mean, I, I can must think. Gotta be. No, I mean, somebody must have had some inside information. Knew where it was, where it was stored, where it was going, or you know, and then kind of passed it along to somebody yeah. uh, who may be interested in that for whatever reason. You know, who knows? You, I'm 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 imagining like an Ocean's Eleven type of heist, yeah. where like you know Matt Damon and, and Brad Pitt, and they, you know, they're getting all the group together to do this bull sperm heist and. You know, they got to <laughs> go through the walls and shit. And yeah, I could see yeah. that. But I mean, again, like if I if you had a bunch of that, you wouldn't think it was a, a super high risk of being stolen. You just maybe mm-hmm. you take that for granted. Your security might be a little laxed. It might not be mm-hmm. quite the Ocean's Eleven security that they had. To- Security's lax. They got the old guy with the plastic gun sitting on the chair, you know, sleeping, you know, just yeah. watching the shit, you know, it's like, what the hell? But- could you imagine making the call if you found it and like call to your boss being like, Hey, um, <laughs> we had a robbery. We had a robbery. Um, and what they was taking steal? the pickup truck, the, yeah, the refrigerant or something like that. No, they took all the bull sperm. They took that out. Yeah. What? What? How did this happen? What are we, what kind of world do we live in where people steal the bull semen? I don't understand it. Nothing but, safe uh, anymore. Ugh, no, I guess not. What man. a shame. What a shame. But uh, so if you have any you have any tips, anybody listening to the podcast has tips on this, uh, feel free to call the uh, Cologne uh, police department because they're they're looking for this shit. They're on they're on the case right now. Very cold case, let me tell you. So yeah. So anywho, that's the story for tonight. Leave it, leave it at that. Um anything else you want to talk about, Dave, before we get out of here? Very short no. episode. No, yeah, glad we could. Uh, yeah, too bad the rest of the guys couldn't join us, but it was fun chatting about the World Cup because it has been, uh, it's been a fun World Cup. It's been really good. You know, say what you will about other things, uh, the, the the venues or the host country, but as far as the product on the field and the games that we've seen so far, even in the group stages, but especially as we got in the knockout round, fantastic. So I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it, uh, the quarters and the semis tonight. It was fun. Yeah, good times. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, we'll be off for at least a week and a half uh, until I hit up Mexico, and then we'll do a podcast from there because I want to be the, the second person on this podcast to do a podcast from a different country. Dave has gotten all, right. all the glory of doing it from like Canada and China. Where else? Have you, have you done? It's just Canada and China, right? Did you uh, from Eng- England? Did England or Ireland or something like that? Did I do one from? I, it was definitely Canada, China international locations that might be it because i didn't didn't do one from argentina Hmm. or did i and i don't think so no no you didn't i don't think you did i I, if i didn't do one in argentina it was like either right after i came back or right before i went but yeah Yeah, i think as far as i think yeah must be i didn't do one from mexico yeah who knows i can't keep all the countries straight but yeah for sure at least canada and china so well after this podcast i do next week we will have covered all of North America with Canada, United States, and Mexico. Uh, so we got to well, figure out what to do up in Europe or South America. Got Asia covered. So 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You'll, um, you'll have to do, you know, what I have done every, you know, every international location, whether I've done the podcast from that country or not, you know, you got to go in there and do some scouting for, for the, the club, you know, check out the yeah, local well, of soccer course. talent. Back yeah, local there. soccer talent and like, you know, check that out and, and see what's going on. Uh, I don't know if there's even a club in Playa del Carmen. I don't think there is. Um, I know Cancun. I don't even know if Cancun has a club. They I don't prob- think they do. I feel like there's, I, it's been, I looked at this not too long ago, actually, but I cannot. I feel like there's clubs in the Yucatan, whether they're based out of Can- Cancun or Playa, mm-hmm. but they might not always be in the top flight. That might be oh. part of it, but I feel like there's yeah. at least a team. There's, uh, there's a club at there's a club in Cancun, Cancun there's, FC. Okay, they are playing in the Liga de Expansion MX, I think, okay. which is the lower lower league. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I don't even know where they play, but. Uh, yeah, there might be one in to... Tulum. There could be a team in Tulum. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if there was one in, in Playa Carmen, but yeah, probably not in, in, in the Liga MX at the moment, but certainly could have been in the past. So, well, let's look well, hold on. Let's, let's see if there's summer. one, in, if there's one in Playa Carmen, uh, there is not, well, inter inter Playa Carmen is a, uh, must be a Lord league team. Yeah, it looks like right now, at least currently, they're oh, they um, playing Liga Liga Premier. Okay, there. Yeah, there's just, definitely a smattering of teams um, in the Yucatan, but I think at the moment there's none in Liga MX. Liga Premier is uh, Liga. Well, maybe maybe they are. Maybe well, maybe they do play in. No, Liga Premier is no. Uh, must be the lower below, below Liga MX. Oh gosh, they're below uh, Liga de Expansion too. Yeah, Jeez, I'm looking. I'm looking at a uh, Liga MX map right now that was updated in yeah. June of 2022. So near enough. And yeah, right now, yeah, they are, honestly don't even have a team close to the Yucatan and, and Playa del Carmen. Yeah, man. Still, yeah. you know, there's still soccer teams over there. Yeah. yeah well, I, we'll see if there's. Is there leagues still going on right now? Is it? happening does it happen in well the- they have a closure if i pronounce that right, and premier and a closure clausura and a premier mm-hmm. so they, they they split their 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 season into two parts basically and they'll have they'll mm-hmm. crown like a premier champion and then the clausura uh champion so i believe they would be going on right now there's probably mm-hmm. like most leagues around the world they're probably in a break um sure uh due to the world cup but i think it, yeah. if I think they they if they haven't been going, they'd start up right after the World Cup here right now. Okay. All right. We'll have to look that up. See if the they might start. So what they do is they might start the second half of their season as we start as as very soon here. So I'll we'll look that up. Jeez. So yeah, I'll be doing some scouting down there. See if there's any good Mexican soccer players we can bring up to uh, the Loons. Uh, I'll be drinking a lot of uh, Mexican beer, of course. Uh, hopefully, hope is there are two breweries. In Plato Carmen, hopefully I can get to one of them and get some beer from there. Uh, if not, I'll be drinking like Corona on the podcast or Soul or Decade or something. You, Victoria, maybe you, Victoria. If you if you run if you get, I mean, there's plenty of, in Plato Carmen. You'll probably have an opportunity to get to like a grocery store or even a convenience mm-hmm. store. I'm sure they'll have mm-hmm. craft beer there. But yeah, if, if not, as long as it's the Mexican beer, we'll have it can be something to talk about. And just mm-hmm. to put a pin in that thought. Um, so essentially the, um, the, I guess I can't even think which is first and second, but I'm guessing 
the second part of their season finished up in October, end of October. Oh. Um, and then the second, the first part of the season would start uh, right after the new year, January 6th. So. Mm, so they're not even, well, they're not playing then when I'm there. Not the, not league, not league MX. No, that's too bad. Okay. Well, I guess I won't be seeing any games. You know, I'll try to get by the stadium just to scout it. Never, out. You, you never know about like the lower levels that would be playing. Mm-hmm. In that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, other than that, uh, good podcast as always. Um, yeah. I, think, uh, I think we said it all. I don't think there's anything else to say. Jimmy I Christmas. believe we've, we've, done, we've done our best to cover anything we could. So, yeah, yeah. put a pin in it. So for myself, uh, Tony, and uh, for Dave, uh we'll talk to you guys uh in like a week and a half go 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 Go, loons loons. let's do loons go loons okay go france maybe i don't know okay or no argentina i mean you know either 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 way we'll have a story i mean either either messi you know wins a world cup in his final Mm -hmm. go or france goes back to back uh i think either way you got a pretty good story there so i wish to end it with go soccer Go soccer for all right. Perfect. Later.